Talking It Out seeks to better connect our lives and the lives of others to God through the power of discussion. The spiritual pathway is often a crooked line, full of doubts, confusion, and setbacks. We believe that no matter where you are in your journey, you can always take the next step by listening to and discussing the Word. Talking It Out is conducted by those who are far from perfect in their knowledge and understanding of God, but seek to be better connected and inspired by God. Hello, Anne. I'm Russ Philpot. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> Anne Silvis, co-host of the Talking It At podcast. 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 I see. I think I went. I went Boston there almost. Podcast. Is that podcast. pod? That is that Boston pod? Like if they, they yeah. Maybe I don't know how they do the O's. I think or. Yeah. I'm not going to try because I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher it. Well, we're glad you're here with us today, and we're happy that um, you are tolerant of our rabbit trails that happened right in the beginning. <laughs> we used to be really nervous about introducing that first, you know, thirty seconds like, yeah. very nicely, and so you knew where you landed on your podcast search, and now. We're channeling Boston accents. Yeah. Before it was like a gentle meandering to kind of work up into the topic. Right. And now it's like we're darting into as many rabbit holes as we can. Those were good adjectives. Thank you. I'm, I love your adjective Thank choices. You. Yeah. I'm going to have to work on my adjective choices. Please do. Ad adjective. Adjective. You know, a lot of the feedback that we're getting is that you could do better on your adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a comment about our adjectives, please put it in. Yeah. There should be a comment box somewhere. And if you if you want notified too, we haven't told people enough. If you want notified, you just have to subscribe. Yeah, you can follow it and then it like follow, it, yes, yeah. on and Spotify. It, it'll send you a notification of when the next episode is out. You have to allow your notification from Spotify on your phone as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting it. Yeah. I get them and I'm, I, 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 I get them. It's kind of weird that I get excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, welcome, welcome. We are on part seven. No, part eight. Part this is, eight. This is the last of the Dare to Serve series. You're right. Part eight. And the title being Avoid the Spotlight. You know, do we, we were just talking about that uh, as, as far as like, you know, giving some more spotlight to ourselves with the, yeah. And, that, and now we're saying avoid it. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because both of us were kind of shy on, on spotlighting ourselves and, yeah, you know, whether it's our business or whatever it, it has, it, it is. And now maybe this is our answer. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is very weird because I feel like I spent most of my life trying to avoid spotlights. Yeah. And and mostly it's like when the spotlight gets on me, I start to sweat. Again, again, the sweat. Just own just get used to it, Anne. This is this is part of what you get when you when you do a podcast with Russ Philpot. Or or allow you or invite you for any speaking to somebody of an audience greater than one. Yes. Okay. Just expect sweat. How bad <laughs> how bad did you sweat on your wedding day with Mandy? Oh my gosh, it was so hot that day. <laughs> yeah. What's, it was what month did you get married? June. Oh my gosh. No, I'm sorry, May. 
Still, oh my gosh, I'm... that's horrible. May twenty, well, May twenty ninth. <laughs> so it was almost June because we first started dating in June. Anyway, nice. I'm sorry, Mandy. She has evidence that you messed up that date. Oh, I'm usually good at it though, so it's not Dang. like a regular thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was uh, avoiding the spotlight? And I loved what she said. That's avoiding the spotlight is equated with humility but oftentimes humility is equated with weakness but yeah. humility doesn't mean weakness and so folks um are don't inherently want to um express that humility or, or step into that humble space because otherwise they would look weak yeah and it's typically thought of as a leader you're not weak when that's what i was going to say too is leadership you know we think about leadership is strength and confidence and you know moving forward and and leading people and to think about that in leadership and stepping out of the spotlight is kind of counterintuitive yeah and then she she really kind of goes along with, and I think it was um, Warren Rick, Rick Warren, Rick Warren in, in one of his books. And, Purpose Driven Life. Yeah, where he's defining humility. Um, and he says, it's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. I love that. I really do too. I do. I, I try to teach my kids about humility and... I think I like that definition. I really do because, you know, I don't want to, um, I want them to still feel special and like a child of God, you know, not less of themselves, but just think of themselves less. Yeah. <laughs> less often. Yes. Which is exactly what that says, obviously. And I like that. Yeah. And we always talk to our kids about looking for opportunities because you never knew what someone's circumstances is or what their circumstances are um you know like at, at school so someone might be coming to school and they might be having a hard time they might be kind of aggressive they might be you know having a hard time fitting in and we always said you don't you don't know their home life you don't know their circumstances of what they're coming to school with and what they're dealing with so look for ways to get out of your own reactions Mm -hmm. And step into like, how can I be compassionate or open or, you, you know, kind to somebody else that right. we don't know what's, what they're going through. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it too. Cause I, I kind of fumble on my words. A lot of times we just talked about that today and I was like, don't say those things, but I wish I had a better, um, you know, kind of path to help them not to, to think about what to say or, you know, or how to guide them into, well, how should I think about this? Not, well, don't say that. Yeah. So again, well, like very, very good. You're full of very wisdomatic words. Yeah. That is not a word, is it? Wisdomatic? Pretty sure it's not. It is now. We can make it. I like it. You know, I think this is hard though, because it's like so many times and so many in, in our lives, it's like, what do I want? And, and, and I think about it and I get my kids to kind of think about it too. And my family, it's like, what do you want for this next year? Mm -hmm. What are your, some of your goals? What do you, what would you like to accomplish? Where would you like to challenge yourself? Where would you like to stretch yourself? 
And so much of this is like, oh, wait a second, remove yourself from the spotlight. And what if you were asking of other people? Because we talked a lot in this series about servant leadership. Yeah. And it's not about what you want. It's not about where, where, what you want to accomplish. It's what can I do to better serve other people? And that's a real shift. And I, I, I'll be honest, there's a lot of times when I have to kind of pull myself out of, you know, looking at what do I want? And that takes a conscious effort, a deliberate effort to push in a direction to say, how can I best serve those around me? Mm, yeah. How can I put myself in a mindset to serve others rather than focus on myself? Yeah. On myself. On myself. Yeah. Uh, Philippians, she references Philippians 2, 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And it continues on for uh, verse 4. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. We've talked about yeah. it several times in this series, I feel like, and it's like as, as leaders that, you know, when we put other people's needs above ourselves, then it's like how, when, when someone else has, has really tuned into you and said, what can I do for you? Yeah. And it honestly, it kind of throws me off when me someone too. does that. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what I want. I'm not even sure. I'm, or it throws me off because I'm just so not used to somebody asking me that. Yes. My mom, when my, when my parents visit and they visit, you know, quite often. To, and gosh, they're, we keep them busy with the kids. And, you know, they're always doing the things. And I've now I've become used to it and still so very grateful but they'll be like, well, what can we do? You know, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And because they like of being of that service. And how often do you like a being at ser a service to somebody where you wish they would just say, well, sure. Yeah. You know, instead of, no, 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 I don't need anything. Yeah. You know, uh, my, my mom is so used to it though. <laughs> like even when she comes to my house, I'm like, mom, can I make you a meal? Oh, no, 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 no. You don't have to, you don't, don't cook for me. And I actually get taken aback. Like I want to serve you. Yeah. I want to do that. So as you say, no, you're robbing that other person of, of, of that opportunity to serve because on both ends, it's a win-win. You know, if you allow them to serve you, you get, you have that feeling of, oh, they care about my needs. Yeah. And if they, if you're allowing them to serve, what an uplifting thing when you can show that you've, uh, that you've just, you've given to somebody else and, and, and lifted them up in a way. It's huge. So if we allow it to happen and allow it, I mean, Christ tells us to do that. Well, what we if we there's a reason because it's a win-win if we allow that to happen. Right. And open up to God's presence in that. Yeah. Yeah, think about so many different places that I've worked and 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 me as a leader or an owner, I I probably fit in with what my employers 
were asking of me. And most of the time it's like I'd go into meetings or they would come out with a new email or memo or something that would say, here's what we need you to do. And it was always these new requirements or new things that you had to fulfill. But I don't think they ever came and said, hey, what can we do to better serve you in what you're trying to accomplish in what you're doing? Uh-huh. And I, maybe, maybe this is a big light bulb for me at this wow. moment. It's like, oh, maybe I, what can I do? I'm hearing you. For the people, you know, not my podcast partner, but other people, you know, what can I do to better serve them mm-hmm. to help? Well, instead of like, okay, you need this certification, this, this, you need to do that. You need to, yeah. How can I help you accomplish these things? Because this is something that is part of your growth yeah. you know, in this position. Yeah. Totally. I mean, same thing, but different words and showing that you have that empathy for wanting to help them in that growth, in that position. Right. And you, you, you're not going to respond to my subtle little slam there? I, I heard that, but I, I was, know you just glazed right over it. It was, it was impressive. I was like, oh, maybe she didn't hear it. And I'm I like, heard oh, it. Oh, gosh. No, I, I heard see. it. Yeah. I hear everything. <laughs> Except my teenage daughter talking. They talk so fast anymore. Well, I forgot She's that like, you have four little, kids. Little, little, so little. you have a, your filter is well intact. It should be. <sighs> or else you're really tired. Yeah. No, I've, 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 yeah, we're good. <laughs> you know, and the other thing too, when I was talking about how we look at our own needs, as leaders or even just in any position that we have. And one thing that kind of validated that is our selfish needs. And Cheryl was saying our selfish needs start at childhood. Yeah. And a deep human needs are to have validation, approval and love. And those are deep human needs. And and as leaders, Sometimes we step into those things and we seek validation. I know I do as a leader sometimes. Mm-hmm. I want people to endorse the direction that I'm that I'm saying. And I want them to nod and say yes. And I want to include them in that because I want their buy-in on on mm-hmm. some level mm-hmm. um, and their love and approval and, and all those things, which can be kind of ego-driven or very much ego-driven. Mm-hmm. And so like, what if I step out of the spotlight which means that I have to step away from the desire for validation, approval, and love and say, I'm pushing those ego needs aside and saying, what can I do to serve you? Wow. I'm just realizing like just how like deep that is or powerful that is. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I probably won't do it though. (laughs) (laughs) such a... Well, I think she even talked about it. It was like she was she talking did. about budget. And was there another example? She didn't like to budget. She said she knew that like organization was good, but she doesn't care about a messy desk and yeah. a messy closet, which I really care about. <laughs> um, and 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 then and then she fast forward talks about yes, you know, you may go back to a coworker or a friend and say this is a really good book, but can you implement it and and consider that you know that there there are actionable steps to take and we could say it's a really good book but we're not going to put them into action that that message might get lost on that receipt you're you're like you're you're smirking over there i am very in tune to the smirk uh-huh. look because my husband gives it like he smirk i can hear him smirking he could be behind me i don't see anything and i can hear him smirking i love it that's what are you hysterical smirking? I- 
So um, as you were talking about that, and and she was saying, you know, we fail to act and put those those beliefs into our daily actions. And I wrote down so much nowadays that I will tell people, especially when I'm in a therapy session, and I am, and I just said it today, I am spitting some some truth and dropping some knowledge in in session, and I'm giving, I'm spitting out this great advice. And then I'll, then I'll start, I catch myself because I'm like, you know, I just want to let you know that while I'm throwing out this wonderful advice that I am, I have the hardest time in following this Mm -hmm. and I'm, I just want to put it out there that I'm like the biggest hypocrite Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that to be hypocritical, but I want to be like honest of like how hard, how human you are. Yeah how hard these things because i understand the Mm -hmm. concepts but putting those concepts Mm -hmm. into daily practice or regular practice is extremely difficult yeah and i think that all boils down to human growth i think that it boils down to you know opening yourself up to god and that journey that he has for you and being open to the fact that you're growing and you're not, we're not all there yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we have to embrace those imperfections and allow ourselves, allow ourselves to grow. Yeah. When um, she was talking about, there was a website where people are talking about their giving stories. Their testimony. Yeah. Yes. And were you familiar with that? Can you describe that better than? I I've seen it before. I even I feel like we've even shown it in church, and they're they're uh it's it's they're on a white couch. They're on a black T-shirt, so it's kind of very minimalist uh, um, kind of perspective, and they're giving their testimony. And then at the very end, their last statement is their name, and um, I am second. So it would be I am Ann Silvas, and I am second. So we're all reminding us that we are second to God. God is first and we are second. So to allow us to find that humility and realize we're second. How many times do we put ourselves first, you know, and, and fight to have our needs met first versus time. Yeah. I mean, I want my coffee first thing in the morning. So, and I don't talk to anybody else, but I say, look, I don't have coffee. I'm more important. My coffee is way more important than any of you right now. (laughs) Yeah. And now that's just a joking thing, but you know, that's a simplified kind of example that, yeah, we want our things first. It's so easy to fall into that. that, And I think that's almost like a hardwired kind of like, yeah, it's our default. Yeah. Um, and, and so you have to be really deliberate about steering your, mm-hmm. your thoughts in that direction. And when I tell people about doing that, when they're trying to change the pattern of their thinking, and I'll say, it'll take at least three months for your brain to even accept this new direction that you're suggesting Yeah. before it automatically doesn't want to just kick it out. Yeah. And that's not even becoming a regular habit yet. No, we talked about that one time. Remember yeah. a couple of years back that neuroplasticity. Yeah. That that your neurons in your brain they're 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 forming the connections, and so those that are strong, whether it be a bad habit or a good habit, you know, you keep doing those. But to change that path of those neurons to you know connect differently to with a different action or a different response, that's possible. But yeah. it takes 
uh, it takes time to literally change the path of those neurons and the connectivity, which I think is hugely interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I went all sciencey on you. Well, and I think it's like it just just the momentum of that default and of that road and that pull of what you've always thought in a selfish way. That is a well worn path. Yeah. That the brain does not have to think about. Right. It just does on automatic and it just goes there. And so that deliberate effort of creating a new pathway in the brain. I always compare it to like cutting through dense jungle foliage with a, with a dull machete. Yeah. And it's a lot of work. It's very frustrating and it's so much easier just to turn and go on the well-worn four lane superhighway. Yeah. But you have to expend energy to, to divert your path and pivot. Yeah. I think pivot's going to be my 2022 word. Oh, I think that's an excellent one. Yeah, I feel like that's come up a lot. So I'm preparing myself for my 2022 word already. So maybe I'll have that one early, pivot. Well, even if it doesn't really resonate and if it doesn't really go with, you know, the actual theme, it's just (laughs) fun to say. It is, pivot. Pivot, pivot, pivot. You you know the the Friends episode where they have the couch? Yeah. Pivot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Harry got me that magnet. (laughs) <laughs> Christmas, he did. He did. <laughs> I think he found a funny magnet for Harry too, and then he found that one, and he got me that one uh, because we are not very good at moving couches together. <clears throat> that clo- <laughs> that throat clearing was purposeful uh-huh. in the microphone. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to go back and, and look for that. It's online. I'm sure if you typed in I am second, you could find it. And I think I feel like I feel like watching that tonight. I think I'm going to. Oh, really? That. Yeah, I do. I don't think it's a long thing. It's just it's 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 a it's a, I think it's pretty impactful. I love testimonials. And I think that's yeah. part about doing therapy that I like so much is like yeah. you get you get to see like the in insights of what people are struggling with and how they view the world and how they've um, navigated that. Right. And I, I don't know. It's like when, when you look at a series like this and, and especially one that focuses so much on servant leadership and, and obviously, you know, Cheryl keeps bringing it back to Jesus being the ultimate model of servant leadership. Yeah. And it's like, that's something that we need regular reinforcement with if that's a deliberate direction that we want to go to get those examples and that inspiration of how to do that and, and, and how to put that into action, um, you know, in, in the circles that we are leaders or can be leaders. We talked about that before in terms of, of, I don't know which episode it was that we talked about it, but I was saying how every, every book that I read about like entrepreneurship and business leadership, never, rarely does it ask, does it um, have the word humility and it finds humility uh, as a leader. And, you know, it, 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 this is a, this is a very, big pivot yes from that yeah and to that's equating it here open your mind to god 
listen, pray, listen, help him, ask him to help you discern, have the humility, model that servant leadership of Jesus. And, you know, that's a, that's a better path rather than being a bowling ball and knocking everyone down that's in your way. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that's what all of those books say, but that hum- that factor of humility. I wonder how hard that is for, for people who are in leadership positions, because I know sometimes it's like, if I feel things starting to slide sideways, the last thing I want to do is step out of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. The, the first thing I want to do is try to grab the steering wheel. Yes. And, and try to correct it the way that I think it needs to be corrected. Well, I think you, there is a need for that. And I was just thinking about that a little couple of minutes ago. Like you have to step back and step out of the spotlight, but you have to step up into the position to make the decision that needs to be made. Yeah. So it doesn't slide backwards. Right. Or, or it doesn't, you know, fa- ultimately fail. Yeah. Like there are some, I, I think there are times where you, and I don't know how that works into the conversation here. Maybe y'all can talk that out at home. Well, and I think that's, and I also wonder too, in talking it out is like finding other leaders who are interested in creating a culture of servant leadership. And so when, when we do that, it's like, I want to work with other people who are saying, this is how we implement this. This is the approach that we took. These are some of the steps that we took. And it's like, it, 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 it gives you that camaraderie. It gives mm-hmm. you motivation. It gives you inspiration. It gives you actions, actionable steps that, that maybe you can do to reinforce that culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and kind of the, the last point that I put down here is, you know, we're talking about primarily leadership in an organization, you know, but if you're listening to this, you might not be a leader or a boss in an organization, but are you a leader of your household? Are you a leader of a volunteer group? Are you, do you kind of take a leader role in your friendship group? You know, there's always that alpha, (laughs) typically that male or that female or what have you, that kind of, is seen as the head honcho yeah. in that posse. Right. Is that, do people use that word anymore? Posse? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Maybe in video games. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so if you're, you know, really, if you're listening to this and you don't have a business, these things apply in the, with those people that you lead in those other ways. Right. I did just yawn. I'm sorry. It's late. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I like that. And it's, it's again, looking for how, how these concepts can be applied. And again, how do we, how do we step out of the way? How do we step out of the way of what we want? And if, if I was to do that and step back and to really serve and to really, um, say, how can, how can I serve you as a leader? And it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird spot. Um, and, and, and it might, uh, again, Cheryl talks about it in every intro to, to these, this series. It's like, what would happen if the leader did not show up when the spotlight was on, but if they were still leading, 
and they didn't do it, but they didn't require the spotlight. Yeah, good point. But you can lead. And I, I remember working with someone and they were a teen and they were a part of a, a school organization and, and there was some leadership components. And when they got to be a leader, they said they really looked to how could they go check in on the freshmen, the, the new people that were coming in to make sure that they were okay, that they understood what they were supposed to be doing, that they got reassurance that even if they didn't know that would get better. And I was like, wow, there's not a leader who's centered on power, mm. but they're centered on, hey, how can I make sure that you're okay? Yeah. Very it's cool. cool when you see natural leaders at a young age who, who get amazing. it at, yeah. at that level, that servant leadership. It's amazing. Well, Anne, this is the this comes to the end of the Dare to Serve um, series. And I'm a little bit sad because um, our, our natural reason um, just to have Popeyes on a regular basis is, is now gone. So I'm going to have to grieve grieve the loss of that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that we can find something else. To eat Popeyes with? I think that's no. an excellent idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think our next series, um, we're, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. So... Go gratitude. We're going. I think we're gonna go with talking about some gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am thankful for Popeyes and the opportunity to eat it. I will say that. Excellent. Yes. I'm thankful that you had that opportunity. Well, I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to talk Peace it out. out. Oh. <laughs> talk it out. Talk no, it out. Yeah. Yeah. And as always. Peace out. Peace in. And all around.